Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, we got a crazy episode of the Busted Open Podcast. Of course, my co-host on a Wednesday, Tommy Dreamer and Mickey James, and we speak to TNT champion from AEW Scorpio Sky. Also, we talked to NWA owner and president Billy Corgan. And speaking of the NWA, we have NWA World Heavyweight Champion Matt Cardona with a health update right now on the Busted Open Podcast. AEW is finally in the city of angels out on the West Coast tonight, just days after a memorable pay-per-view, a memorable double or nothing on Sunday, and the fallout tonight on Dynamite. And to talk about what we saw on Sunday and to talk about what we're going to see tonight, we bring in, and he's wearing the Lakers jersey as we speak, Scorpio Sky. Sir, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Woke up at home. I'm in Cali. Slept in my own bed last night. I'm going to drive to Dynamite today. Man, I got no complaints. It's a, ah. a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. I was popping for your jersey too. My dad is the biggest Lakers fan of I want to say Lakers fan of all time, but yeah, massive Lakers fan. Yeah, and it's the Kobe 8, so it's a throwback. Uh, perfect, you know, and I got Jeannie here with me. Jeannie is oh. here with me, so, uh, nice. you know, there's, like I said, we're all good, man. Life is good right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, let's talk about you and talk about your journey, because I, I know you. I know how we had you on the last time, too, but how long it took you to make it and now, in the sense of being back home, being a champion on national television, I mean, how awesome is that for you? Man, it's full circle. Like, here we are in June. I, I started my career in June of 2002. I was like 18, 19 years old, something like that. And I uh, obviously was here in Southern California, where I spent the majority of my career. It's a little bit of a bubble here. Like, you can kind of, like, you're almost hidden from the rest of the wrestling world. So it, it takes a lot to get out of this area. Uh, I don't really know why that is the way it is, but it just is. And um, yeah, I mean, I really, really had to grind. I had a lot of doors slammed in my face. Uh, I heard no more times than I'd like to remember. And eventually, you know, I, I scratched, clawed, got to the top. And here we are, we're coming back, you know, 20 years later in my home as a champion in a large company. Like it's surreal. This is what I, uh, it's, it's exactly what I dreamed of doing 
over 20 years ago. So this is amazing. Isn't you know, it talk- pretty oh. fascinating that like, you know, you talk about 20 years and mo- a lot of people would have given up, you know, like you've been through quite a journey. And I will say one of your biggest fans is my friend, SoCal Val Page, who we do our show on Wednesdays, but she was just, your name just came up like two weeks ago and she was just singing your praises from Ring of Honor days to all the way through. And just to kind of, we were talking about how much um, you're amazing, but how you're really getting a chance now, which is like really doesn't happen very often in wrestling, like to really show all of the things, you know what I mean? Like who you are as a performer. And it's crazy that it's taken so long for everyone to see it. But at the same time, like, because you're so overprepared at this point, like you're just killing it everywhere, you know? So um, I just wanted, she wanted to send her love because she does. Well, she yeah. always talks great. Like you're her favorite wrestler, apparently. <laughs> well, I've known her for a really, really long time. I, I met her as I was getting into the business, obviously. So Back in those, you know, the SoCal days, uh, she's an amazing person. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, the crazy thing is like I honestly don't feel like I'm anywhere near my ceiling yet. Like getting, I think I got to like as good as I could possibly get on the independent circuit several years back. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to this stage, it's completely different. It's, I mean, you guys all know. I mean, this is something. It's so so different, and you learn so so much. And I'm I'm blessed to have amazing people around me like Arn Anderson and Jerry Lynn and Dean Malenko and, and people that I can rely on. And, and I'm learning so much every day that I, here I am, you know, 20 years in the business, I still kind of almost feel like a rookie because I'm just learning so much and I'm far from my ceiling. Uh, I'm, I think I'm getting better year after year and, and mm-hmm. it, it's exciting to see where I'm going to be next year and the year after that and the year after that. Yeah. I, we we, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but, you know, Mickey was talking about your journey and you've been everywhere in your pro wrestling career. But I, I really feel good for you about this day and tonight to be in L.A. You have that TNT championship, your, your, your second reign to be on national TV. AEW is now celebrating three years. Uh, it's never been hotter. Uh, you know, a focus is going to be on you finally. So to be able to return home and have that spotlight on you, like you said, to have championship go a little bit of a custom title to show, you know, your love for L.A., right? I mean, you know, what's that just like, what's that like for you? It, 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 does it add a little pressure or, you know, are, do you celebrate it because of the journey that you've had? I don't think I'm on the show tonight, so there's no pressure at all, <laughs> to be honest with you. So I'm just going to show up and hang out and, you know, if I'm asked to do something then I'll do it. But I mean, uh, the broader note of it is there's, there's no pressure, even if I was performing like at, at this level, like I'm having so much, like I'm having fun, you know, I, I'll say that, but at the same time, like I'm so locked in on everything. You know, if you go back to the match we had the other night, I told someone, you know, I'm talking about obviously about the mixed trios match at the pay-per-view. I told someone uh, yesterday, I said, I've never gone into a match less focused on what I'm doing mm-hmm. because I was so focused in on, on Paige and making sure that she was going to be comfortable and, and, and making sure that she performed. I wanted her to do so, so well that I was just so locked in on like probably overboard with her. Like, are you okay? You, you, you comfortable? You ready? Like you're nervous. You're all right. And blah, 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 blah. And like, 
so like for me i just kind of went out i wouldn't say autopilot because once i was in i was you know i was full in on what i was doing but like uh you know i'm thinking about so many other things like oh i hope this person's where they're supposed to be and this person and the cameras and da, 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 just so many things and um so i got you know moral of that is like at this level there's there's so many things um running through my mind but i'm, I'm really locked in so i almost don't even have time to be nervous uh it's just like a clock you know i'm just ticking that's called being grizzled so welcome to the club yeah. <laughs> he hey, says no. grizzled i say <clears throat> over prepared so that way it doesn't feel as grizzled no she's still crazy trust me i have to deal with mickey so uh she's still over prepared uh <laughs> score i need you to understand this um you need to step back because I had a step back moment for you when you won your second title because it was so great, the match. But then that moment when you climbed, you grabbed that title and you hit that pose of a real life pose for yourself of excitement. That was such an amazing moment and it was also a great moment because if you think about it, you were going in as the heel and your opponent was supposed to be the baby face and they turned and they turned because of how great you are. Mm-hmm. And when you reach these times where you're just so focused, like Tony Khan had, you know, when he comes on, he told me about your record going into the match. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that because again, I don't watch dark, but Tony has Tony brain and he remembers everything. But for <laughs> you, like, you, because uh, I know your how it was to get there, but like literally, you climb that ladder, you climb the six, the ladder of success in your life, and when an entire building erupts for you for your hard work, that's when I do say you have to like take a moment to soak it all in because when you get to be my age and you're not getting those moments, it's really what you're going to miss. And you just realize, like, wow, this is such a, like, literally standing on top of that ladder, looking at everybody, because you did, you soaked it in. Mm-hmm. And it was just, an, it really was synonymous with your life about climbing the steps of life. And mm-hmm. you really need to take time back and look at those moments, because there, there are, there's a lot more for you, because of how you, you literally got over. And it was it. And then once you're over, it's you're there. And everything you do from there is just different. Unless you got Ethan Page always bothering you. So that's a whole other story. <laughs> well, thank you for saying that. Honestly, it, it was uh, like, I, I do struggle with that. Like I'm, I'm so focused on things in front of me that I, I tend to like, once I do something, it's like, cool, it's done. I'm on to the next. Like, and it takes me years sometimes to look back and think, oh, wow, that was actually pretty cool. That moment I do... It, it, it hasn't completely hit yet, but it was a really special night winning the TNT title for the first time. Like we were in Florida and it was like a smaller building and the crowd was super hot uh, and it was a cool feeling, but continuing the story and then losing it and then having the ladder match and doing it in Philadelphia, you know, growing up a, an insane ECW fan. And I've had some great moments in Philadelphia in my career, like a one ROH tag team titles there. Uh, I had the the match in AEW, like my first TV match where I threw the shoe into the crowd and they threw it back. That was in Philadelphia. Like I've had a lot of great moments in Philadelphia. Uh, so then to win the championship for the second time in a ladder match in Philadelphia was something that I definitely will take with me for the rest of my career in life. And it's going to be one of the highlights. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that. I love that time because I think that we're all guilty of that. And I think it's just because, you know, if you reach a goal, you want to then make your next goal, but we don't always relish one because you're always taught to be humble in wrestling, right? Like, so you don't want to super celebrate your achievements because then it could be seen as, or perceived as cocky or arrogant or whatever, but we do not we don't celebrate our victories a lot of like, you know, the journey to get there. And then in that moment, and it's cool when you can have those moments on television and people can genuinely see and feel your emotion with you. Like that's really, really amazing. Well, I mean, if you think about, we're earlier talking about high school proms, Mm -hmm. think about your high school prom, think about how many people in that one building had dreams and never fulfilled them. Right. And I'm looking at three people or two people that have went out there and busted their ass to make their dreams come true. And you right. should uh, listen, I'm highly competitive. I'm always trying to set new goals and do that for myself. But I always took the time to enjoy that moment. And I want more. And I know I'm going to see more with with Scorp because it, like I said, it was a great moment, and I, I know I weirdly watch television differently, but I just saw how everyone reacted to one person, mm-hmm. and it was just like, that's an amazing moment, and there's going to be so much more for him. You, hey, I, right. you saw the same thing with Hangman Page, and if you think about, could you be the face of AEW? Absolutely. Would mm-hmm. we, maybe five years ago, think it, uh, Hangman Page would be the face of the company? No, but he was, and he held his own in that company represented it greatly. And I think, yeah. I think the world of you as well, just from, from literally seeing that moment and your hard work. Yeah. Well, and it's genuine emotion from the people, right? Like, cause the people won't lie. Like, it's not like a forced yep. reaction. It's a genuine reaction. And that's like, you can tell when that's when someone's truly, truly over. I would say, don't be sad that you're not wrestling in your hometown because speaking from experience, And I don't know, Tommy, if you can attest to this, I can't think, but maybe one match in my whole career that I've actually won in my hometown. We get so excited and we want to go back and perform in front of our parents and our friends and people that, you know, picked on us in high school and said, we never make it and look at me go I'm the champ. And then you lose. (laughs) It's the worst every time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or wrestle on your birthday don't do that don't either. wrestle on your birthday either wrestlers if you're listening don't wrestle in your hometown or on your birthday because you'll lose every time well i mean <laughs> you know you're talking about proms before i wasn't able to perform in my hometown either but that's another case well um, that's a uh, that, i mean we got to talk to me a lot about that that's a whole <laughs> but but you know scorpio you mentioned double or nothing and you mentioned Paige van zandt and i was really impressed by Paige van zandt on Sunday. And what really impressed me was the wrestling moves. I mean, how did you feel about her performance on Sunday? I thought she was really good. I told her before the match or after the match, I should say uh, that most people train for six months to a year minimum before they have their first match. Mm -hmm. And they have their first match in front of anywhere from maybe 20 to 40 people. And I'm like, you trained for, two or three months and had your first match live on pay-per-view, no pressure, wow. you know, like wow. uh, I think under the circumstances, she did really well. She trained with Gangrel out in Florida and uh, she worked really, really hard. I know after the latter match uh, that we had on dynamite, she flew back to Florida and went straight to the gym and started training with him. Mm-hmm. So she took it serious. 
and really wanted to do well. And I really wanted her to do well. And uh, she, I thought she, she kicked ass. Like she was so good, like Mishinoku drivers and she didn't get to show the impaler. She has a really nice impaler uh, that we, we didn't get in there. Uh, and, uh, but you know, she's going to have other matches and uh, she, she can do this. She really could do this uh, if she wants to stick with it. I know she's got a lot of other things going on. Obviously, she's still fighting and that sort of thing. But if she really wanted to be a professional wrestler full time, I think she could be really good at it because she's a great athlete. She's a badass. She learns really quickly and she works hard. So and she's got natural charisma. So that I mean, like I was really proud of her and happy for her. Huh. Yeah, it's it, hard it, to cross over. You see it a lot, like when an athlete from a different world tries to cross both on the men's and the women's side. And especially when you have to learn on television in front of the audience, because they're so they scrutinize everything. And it's, it's hard because you are in there with the best of the best. You're in there with professionals and, you know, it's cool that she has people that she can lean on and trust like you, you know, but it's like you, you worry a lot when you have to worry that when you have to literally learn and perform in front of a live audience and such a large live audience, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I knew there was going to be comparisons to like Rhonda and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And so it was important to me, at least uh, for the say that I had was uh, to do certain things that would make her seem different. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want it to just look like, oh, this is their version of Rhonda. Like right. I, I, w- I wanted her to stand out and like, no, this isn't our version of Rhonda. This is Paige Van Zandt. And I thought she did a great job of like showing her individuality in her appearance and the way she carried herself. And I mean, she was just herself out there, which is awesome. And she has a big fan base and a lot of people like her and Austin, her husband, they have a great uh, shtick going on and, and it's great. And I think there's um, a lot more that can be done with her. Very cool. After oh, a total that match- sidebar. Uh, I'm sorry, Dave, go ahead. That's okay. No, I, really quick. After that match that we saw at double or nothing, it seems like you're turning the page from Sammy Guevara and Frankie Kazarian. So what's next for you and that TNT championship? Well, yeah, well, first of all, I have to turn the page because nobody wants to see Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky anymore. <laughs> I mean, like it's been abundantly clear online that people are sick of it. So I think we're done. Um, I'm moving on to Dante Martin. Looks like we're going to wrestle this week, um, most likely on Rampage, I believe. Uh, I'll know for sure, but he stepped up after the match on Sunday at the pay-per-view. He asked for a yeah. shot. I'm going to give him the shot. And I think it'll be a really good match. It'll be a good win for me uh, because I, I fully plan on not giving up Genie. Nobody's taking Genie from me. And uh, I'm going to move on. Like I want to, I want to be a great TNT champion. Like I want to be like Miro in the way Cody was. And even the way Sammy was, I want to defend this title. Um, growing up, I was a really big fan of workhorse wrestlers. Uh, those middle champions, guys that went out and, and had great matches and, and made you believe in whether, whether they were a good guy or a bad guy. They, you know, they, they had those moments where you, if you were, you were cheering for them, you were on the edge of your seat, like, no, 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 please, please, please keep your title. And then if you were the, you know, if they were the bad guy, you know, they, they let the fans get very close to thinking, ah, this is the night he's going to lose it. And, you know, they rip that from under him. So whatever, whichever direction I go in, that's what I want to do. I want to tell stories like, I want to I want to make people feel things. That's where I'm at now, and I, and it's the creative side of it, the storytelling. That's what I want to do going forward. And I and I truly believe, again, that I haven't hit my ceiling. I think the TNT Championship is not where things stop. You know, you said one day could I be the face of the company? I truly, truly believe I could be the face of AEW one day. 
I said it the other day on Unrestricted. I don't believe AEW employs a wrestler better than I am. And a lot of people, when I say that, are going to say, or they're going to laugh, you know, but I think about like Giannis Antetokounmpo a couple years ago, he said in a room full of media, he said, I'm going to be an MVP one day. And the entire room laughed at him. And then later on, he became the two-time MVP. He's in the running every single year. So I don't really care what people's perception is of me today. Uh, I can be a world champion. I can be the top guy in the company. I truly, truly believe there is not anyone in AEW better than I am. I don't care who they are, where they came from, what, what kind of resume they have, or how many flips or whatever they can do. Like I know that I have a special gift to do what I do. And I just have to go out and prove it. Yeah. I love that. And I wouldn't take that as uh, cocky or arrogant because first step of like achievement of anything is to visualize it and see it and speak it. You know what I mean? Because if you can't see it and speak it, then how can the rest of the world? So like, that's the number one, number one thing that you have to do, I think. It's called confidence. Confidence. Well, and just like that belief, you have to put it out there. Like if you believe it, then you can achieve it. Right. But until you believe it, then that's going to be your biggest hurdle from the get start, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Even just getting in the wrestling business. When I was in high school, I was 140 pounds and people were looking at the rock and stone cold Steve Austin on TV. And and I'm like, yeah, I want to be one of those guys. And people laughed, you know? And so here we are, you know, when I say that I can be the top guy, people probably laugh, but I love that I feed off of it. Yeah. That's what I think about when I'm in the gym. And that's what I think about when I, when I'm tired and I don't want to get up and do the things that I have to do. Those, that, those are things that motivate me. I need that fuel. Like I, I kind of look at things a lot the way like Kobe Bryant does the way Michael Jordan does, where sometimes you need to feed off that negativity. And so sometimes I'll jump on Twitter just so I can see it. You know, I'm not a big social media guy that that much these days, but sometimes I want to see the doubters. I want to see the hate. Again, AEW Dynamite tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time, out from L.A. on TBS, and your TNT champion, Scorpio Sky. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. and I are very happy to join you. Thanks for having us. Awesome. (laughs) Hear what's happening around the globe on World of Basketball. Mirren Fader, she wrote a New York Times bestseller called Giannis, The Improbable Rise of an NBA MVP. Sometimes Giannis wouldn't eat his first meal till 11 p.m., but he also was happy. Like, both things are true because you don't know any different. That's just your reality. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Fraschilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Let's bring in owner and president, friend of the show, Mr. Billy Corgan. Sir, how are you this morning? And thank you so much for the time today. Welcome. Good morning. So nice to see some faces that I know. Yay. You've been so busy. You're a busy man. Yeah, I just got off my pumpkins tour, five weeks of touring. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. Um, I I can't believe I'm home and I can't believe I'm back working at wrestling already. (laughs) The beauty of life. Talk about stupid Matt Cardona. The whole show's called Always Ready and he's not ready. He's not going to be ready. Well... I believe it was it was uh, somebody Mickey's familiar with a, 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 a man called Nick Aldis, whose criticisms of, uh, of, of Matt Cardona's uh, life schedule and approach to professional wrestling have, according to Nick, now come home to roost. Agreed. 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 Burning the candle both ends in the middle. That's what it'll do. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm more of a Matt Cardona type, so I I I. I I empathize. I mean, it's not the greatest situation that he's in, but I'm, I'm a burn, burn the candle at every possible end you can imagine. So I'm, I, I can appreciate why he's doing what he's doing. And I think you coming on the show this morning is an example of it. You just said you just got off a tour with the Smashing Pumpkins and here you are doing media with Busted Open, which we truly appreciate. And it's, it's funny when you said that I, you know, that you can relate to a Matt Cardona and I'm glad you finished it with that. You burn sometimes the candle at both ends when it comes to business, because I thought it might go in a different direction. Cause I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I am not a Matt Cardona guy and here's why. And please shoot me down. If you think I'm wrong, when he first won the NWA world heavyweight championship as a fan of the NWA, I got nervous when I think of that NWA championship and the the history of that NWA championship. I got scared that, you know, Matt Cardona was going to come in. He was going to change the title, not respect the lineage of all the champions that have held that title before. But at the same time, as you know, he brings a lot more eyes to the product. He brings a buzz to the product. So when you think of Matt Cardona, do you think of the side of like, 
myself as an old school NWA fan, or do you understand the importance of a Matt Cardona holding the championship? What I saw was the minute that Matt Cardona came into the NWA, a bunch of people got stressed out. In my experience as entertainment, that's a good stress. That means he represents progress. He represents the future. He represents the change that's coming. Matt Cardona probably single-handedly has demonstrated to many uh, professional wrestlers in the business that you can build a business that's wholly different than the one that existed before Matt Cardona figured out whatever he's figured out. And in, in building that business and building your brand, he's created leverage that creates more leverage with the promoters. And he's gotten himself over in a way that mo most people thought he could never get himself over. And then when you look back at how he got himself over in the WWE and where they kept knocking him down and knocking him down, they didn't let that bird fly as, as far as it could have flown. And, and here's Mickey on here. Mickey went through the same things. You, you, you see the power of Mickey's brand. What did Mickey bring to Empower last year? Trending worldwide. WWE completely missed the ball on the power of the Mickey James brand, right? So now we're into this new tension, right? Uh, the NFL, remember 20 years ago, it was all about the shield. They didn't care who was in the helmet. It was all about the shield. Well, now they certainly care about who's in the helmet because Tom Brady sells stuff. Star power is what our business is built on. And I'll extend that to the business that I'm in, the music business. I'm, I'm 35 years in. I'm still a star. A lot of people don't like me being a star, but I still draw. Okay? So you can love Mark, Matt Cardona, hate Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona's draw. He's a star. And he's, he's created a new set of metrics on what being a star is. So as soon as he came in and I saw that tension, I said, this is a good thing. Because he's showing me where the NWA's got to go as a business. The NWA is built on a territorial mindset. He brings in a new kind of territorial mindset. He is, he is the guy. He's Donnie Fargo coming from the other territory bringing heat. And you can either book him that way or not. But if you want to do the business, you got to kind of figure it out between yourself and the talent. And so that's why in that way, I am a Matt Cardona guy. I, I, I'm just going to jump in because I know Tommy and Mickey have a lot of questions. But do you worry about the hardcore fan? Like, do you worry about a fan like me? Obviously, I'm going to still watch. I'm going to follow it because I'm a diehard NWA fan. But is it a balance or it's like, hey, I got to do what's best for the growth of this company? I think it's a balance. So look at, look at, look at the main event here, right? You know, literally, emotionally. You got Nick, who represents one version of the business, Nick Aldis. And then you got Mark Cardona, who represents a completely different version of the business. But let me say something, and I say this with all due respect because I'm completely supportive of the Aldis family business. Uh, Nick and Mickey are selling a bunch of supplements. Okay. They're out there doing a great business. So we're into this new game. Mm -hmm. So how you want to play it is your call. And I have those discussions behind the scenes. So I think it's a balance. Look, I want Nick at the table. I want Mickey at the table. I want Matt Cardona at the table. I want Chelsea at the table. I want everybody at the table. That's the best thing for the fans. Mm -hmm. And I have to negotiate on what's best for everybody involved. And not everybody agrees, but that's okay. I, I think when I look back historically at the best companies, it wasn't one guy or one girl ran the company. It was a, it was a great mix of talents that created a certain tension and an electricity at who were going to be the top people in the company. ECW was that way when I was around it. Tommy had a lot of stroke in ECW, but it wasn't Tommy's company, mm -hmm. you know? 
Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always great. forever grateful for Empower and the opportunity to be able to do that. And the fact that you even believed in me enough to like give me the platform to be able to do that. And we were able to do like it was literally empowering, you know, for so many reasons and for women's wrestling. But even on the other side, I, I think that, you know, the conversations that we've had, you've been very open to hearing and open to obviously it's what's best for NWA, you know. And, and that is your, because it is your baby and it is your company. And, and I think that collectively everyone, yourself and everyone involved has been able to, you know, bring NWA back to the forefront of wrestling where it should be, you know, and, and, you know, I'll always sing NWA praises because I love it, but We uh, broke the news earlier this morning on the show about Bully Ray uh, being a a special guest commentator in the NWA World Women's Championship match between Camille and Kylan King. And he trained both those women. And it's funny, he talked about how they both went on different journeys, but now here they are going to, you know, wrestle each other on June 11th. Uh, on this pay-per-view, that is going to be one heck of a match. And I love the addition of Bully on commentary. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me address the, the match itself first. You know, when you put together a card, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan like everybody else. I look at the card and I think, I really want to see that match. And that is definitely a match that jumps out at me. Those two women are going to kick the bejesus out of each other. <laughs> You're talking about two big, strong women. Um I'm sure you don't necessarily want the night off, Mickey, but I'm sure you don't necessarily want to take what they're throwing. They, those, those women throw bombs. So uh, looking forward to that. As far as Bully, you know, you know, I have those moments in my life where my life's really calm. You know, I have young children, but there's moments the house is quiet. And I think, how can I mess up my life? Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll call Bully and get him involved in my life. <laughs> oh, you Welcome have that to too? my life. <laughs> you know, Billy, Billy likes a little bit of drama. <laughs> you know, I was thinking. That's how it always starts. I was thinking. <laughs> Once Billy starts thinking, run. <laughs> you know, I, I love Brand- Bully. Oh, go ahead. No, no, please. I, I, you know, I've known Bully as long as I've known Tommy, and uh, and I've really grown uh, over the years to not only get to know Bully as a, as a person and as a man, but as, as what I would call a friend loosely. I don't know if he's friends with anybody, but uh, have a lot of respect for Bully, and I, I'm excited. I think he's going to bring a lot to the table, and um, it's cool. I think it's cool. It's like, look. Go, go back to the ECW locker room 23 years ago. You know, there I am all scrawny goth standing there and bullies glaring at me thinking, what the hell am I doing in this locker room? And here we are now, years later, doing business together. And I think it's awesome, too, his connection with both uh, Camille and uh, Kylan King. I think uh, it, it says a lot. His love for the business translates back into his, in how, how well they, they were trained and, and what they bring to the table for a whole new generation of fans who want to see their generation of stars grow. And, and we're, in this case, we're watching both of these women grow in front of our eyes into true stars. And again, that's June 11th uh, for tickets. Go to NWATIX.com. Also, it's going to be available on Fight TV. As always, Mr. Corrigan, thank you so much uh, for joining us here. Thank you for taking the time and promoting it. And uh, we appreciate it as always. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. Best, Great right? everyone. All right. Awesome. Hey, Let's bring in your NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Matt Cardona. Good morning, Matt. What's Thank up, you guys? so much for joining us this morning. Good morning. Sorry for, the, sorry for the delay. I was meeting with my surgeon about uh, scheduling surgery. I'm about to go into another appointment, so I can't, uh, you know, talk your ears up all morning. But uh, thanks for, uh, for waiting and being patient. 
So Matt, uh, straight up, you got a pay-per-view. It's called Always Ready. Uh, obviously, you're not going to be ready. Um, what's the verdict with the doctor? Uh, the doctor is suggesting surgery, uh, which I will be getting on Tuesday. But there is no way I'm not coming to a pay-per-view named after me. Uh, I will be there. Uh, I don't know what exactly is going to happen. I don't know exactly what's going to go down. I'm going to be there. I'm going to have the 10 pounds of gold with me. Uh, and that's really Billy's decision, what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. We just had uh, Billy on the air. He kind of, you know, he was just, I guess, waiting to hear the news. Uh, number one, you cannot fly after you have surgery, uh, just so you know. So you better start driving to Knoxville because you get blood clots and die. That's how Chris Candido passed away. So don't get on an airplane. Uh, that's my one advice to you. Uh, I'm sorry that happened to you. Sorry you tore your bicep. Um, Mickey said, definitely get the surgery. I say, blow it off. Look at my body. I look great, dude. You know this. I'll start sending you nudes right yeah. away. It's yeah. Brutal. I mean, trust me, part of me wanted to just tape it up and, and work through it, but I want to be doing this for a long, long time. So it's probably better, uh, that I got it taken care of right now. And, and there's no, there's no good time to get hurt. Uh, but this certainly yeah. isn't it. Uh, you know, NWA world's everywhere champion, having a pay-per-view named after me. Uh, just being the king of the indies, the, 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 the death match king, we got slam anniversary coming up. This is not a good time to get hurt. Uh, but shit happens, right? It does. It always happens at the worst time. It really, really does. And I'm so sorry. Like, I don't wish that on anyone. We were talking about how, when Nick tore his bicep, it was his t- bicep was torn during our wedding. We had to take the thing off during the wedding, but it was like, it's a brutal surgery and the rehab and stuff. And so. You know, but I agree that you should definitely get the surgery. I don't know if you've seen Tommy's biceps. I don't know if he wants to hit a double <laughs> bicep pose for radio, but oh, he's you know. seen it. It's gross. <laughs> I've seen it. You've seen it. Did it curl up? Yeah, it curled up a little bit. Uh, I knew right away something was wrong. I'm not a doctor, uh, but I could tell uh, something wasn't right. Finished the match because I'm hardcore, just like Tommy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, took a red eye right home and start scheduling MRIs and doctor's appointments. And here we are now I'm standing outside the hospital right now about to go in for pre-admission testing, screening. I don't know. Uh, it's a whirlwind, but got to get it taken care of. Well, well, Matt, I, I just appreciate you taking the time uh, to give us an update again. Uh, we just had Billy Corgan on. He couldn't speak more highly about you and what you've been able to do for the NWA and that championship. And, I can't wait to see you back in the ring. And the one good thing is that we will see you in some capacity on June 11th with that 10 pounds of gold. So, Matt, good luck to you, and thank you for taking the time out this morning. Thank guys. And uh, I will be there. Uh, I don't care if I have to drive, walk, crawl, fly. I will be there. Uh, what I'll be doing, not sure. But uh, the champ will be in the building. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.